0: On this episode of Modify, we're going to talk about why people don't talk about the hard stuff. And what I mean by the hard stuff is stuff like depression, anxiety, mental illness, things like that, and breakups, and stuff that's just hard to talk about. That's what I mean about the hard stuff. Why do people not talk about the hard stuff? Well, it makes sense. It's called the hard stuff, and I can understand it is a little bit uncomfortable, it's not proper, or things like that. But why not talk about it? Because I can tell you, one of the things that's hard stuff is a breakup. Or being rejected. And that sucks. It, It does. And we're not okay with talking about that. And if we do talk about it, we say it in a joking way, like, (laughs) I just got rejected, or (laughs) I just got dumped. But, no. And then when we truly show emotion, everyone's super uncomfortable and like, "Uh, how am I supposed to help this person? I don't know, hug them? Because... We don't know how to deal with hard things. Because everyone's been babied their entire life. And not trying to be rude. But most of you have. Including me. And that's the problem. We don't don't talk about the hard stuff. And it's a bad thing. (coughs) Excuse me. And then we have things like mental illness. About... One in five people now have depression, or anxiety, or PTSD, and we have counselors and everything, but guess what? 30% of people with depression get treated. 30%. That's sad. 30% of people get treated for depression, or anxiety, or any sorts of mental illness. That's not right. That shouldn't be happening. Excuse me. Sorry, y'all. Feeling a little bit under the weather. So, continuing. Why don't we talk about it? Why don't we talk about the hard stuff? Again, it's hard, it's tough, and it's hard to get around. But we need to talk about it more because it's hurting our kids. It's hurting our families that's hurting our community to the point where sooner or later we have to talk about it because too many kids have depression and deal with it by themselves or anxiety and then people get bullied because of that because people don't know what the hell's happening that's the sad part and breakups again they suck They truly do. Like, literally yesterday, I got rejected. Okay? That's fine. But, but this. I got rejected by her friend. That's never fun. I guess I'm just putting it out here on this podcast because, again, it's hard to talk about, and it's a primary example of it. So in my opinion... If something like that happens to you, reach out for a friend. Like, say, hey, Jack, or hey, Timothy, or hey, Chloe, or hey, um, Sarah, or something, and text them. Talk about it. Because you need to talk to someone about stuff like this, or it's going to eat you up inside because it is torture. It feels terrible, and it's just, it's disgusting. It's kind of like this disgusting type of feeling in your pit of your stomach. And you feel like you're going to throw up. But you haven't even eaten that day. You start to feel a little bit under the weather or depressed. Even though you don't have a good reason to be. Maybe the depressed part, yeah, again, you just got dumped or something. But everything else, not really. Now let's go into to mental illness depression sucks depression is pain in the ass and that's the worst part again 30% of all people with depression get treated 30% that leaves you about another 70% who don't get treated because <clears throat> to tell you the truth depression feels like this weight like imagine going to the gym okay? going to the gym and you work out but I want you instead of using your arms to bench your back and you bend over like you're trying to grab a ball that you dropped and someone comes along and grabs this 2,000 pound weight and drops it on your back and miraculously you're able to keep it up that's what depression feels like. It feels like this just attack on your mind, but not by someone else, but by your yourself saying all these disgusting things as you're not good enough. You're worthless. They'll never ask. You will never go on a date with you. Stuff like that. And it sucks. So you cope. Whether that's talking to a friend, talking to a counselor, drinking the bottle till it's empty. As you f- slowly feel it, the alcohol going down your throat. Or the pills. As you open the bottle and you hear a pop as the top of the pill bottle opens. And you pour one into your hand. And you realize, hey. Eh. If I took any more, I could probably die. Suicide's a different topic. Or you, you cut. <clears throat> you cut. No, as every you start up slowly, and the scars disappear by the next day, and then you go deeper and cut deeper and deeper until you feel your skin scream. Not to the point. To the point where, like, you have scarring now. Like, someone sliced you with a sword. But that's the sad part. And we don't talk about that. Because it's uncomfortable? Really? Uncomfortable? No. That's not a good excuse, in my opinion. And that's not- there is no excuse to not talk about stuff like this. And there are other coping mechanisms, like talking to people, or one I prefer, working out. Like, if I start to get angry or I start to feel let down or I start to feel depressed and I'm in a public... If I'm in a public space, I'll breathe. In through my nose. Out through my mouth. might not seem like it helps, but I want you to do it because it will. And it's basically just processing everything. But through three single breaths and if you're like at home work out it's healthy for you and it expends your lifetime go ahead work out go get on your gra- get on the floor of your bedroom and start doing what about 20 push-ups each day and then t- about 20 crutches and then Figure out stuff to do with shoulders or something else like for your abs. Lift something up and that's have you in your room. Like a backpack if you go to school. Or the laundry basket or a chair and stuff like that. Work out, it's healthy for you, and it's a better coping mechanism than the bottle, the pill bottle, and the knife. <clears throat> it's a better coping mechanism than those another one is journaling I don't prefer I don't prefer journaling I can't I don't want to write my thoughts down to the point where like I don't trust people to be able to find that and then figure out everything that's going wrong with me in my opinion I prefer to tell you what's happening if you're figuring it out you're figuring it out for me not a journal so I write I change my thoughts and my anxiety and my depression and my bad mood swings into a book. No, no, it's not going to be the grass book, and no, you don't have to publish it, but that's what I change it into. It's, it's better to cope like that than with the other things, and it's hard to talk about. I get it. It really is, and Coming from a guy who has depression, and has anxiety, and has done most of those things, you have to realize, you have to talk about it with someone. Whether that's family, friends, or a counselor. You have to talk to someone about it. Because if you don't, it tears you up inside, like, (coughs) sorry. Um, like this monster, or like this monster that crawled into your body while you were sleeping, and is slowly scratching on your insides as you can feel the pain and suffering killing you. And it's kind of everywhere, because your legs start to feel weaker, or getting up or even straightening your back is harder than it seems. You're too tired to even get out of bed. You don't even want to brush your teeth. That's depression. Anxiety is more of a panic attack happening every second. You question all your moves, your steps, and every thought and every word that you're gonna, that's going to come out of your mouth. You think about the future, and if you screw up one word, this will happen and that will happen. It's chaos. And going back to mental illness and suicide, right now, We're at the 11 minute mark, we're close to it. Every 11 minutes in the U.S. alone, one person dies by suicide. One. One person, every 11 minutes. From 10 to 34. About 50% of people in the U.S. know someone who has died by suicide in their lifetime, will in their lifetime. We don't need to know that. We, we don't need that on our conscious. And if that hasn't happened to you, you're going to, it's going to happen. Whether that's one person, 50 people, which hopefully it's not 50 people, because geez, that, no, that, that sucks, y'all, if that happens. but. It's most likely will happen. Whether that's a close relative, a friend, or a friend of a friend. That's not good. Because we don't treat those people importantly. Because we don't think... Just because there's, we think that if there's a scar on the outside, we care. But if there's not a scar and you can't see the scar, then it doesn't matter. People, I was talking to a friend the other day and I asked him or her, I can't remember. Why do you cut? And they said, might as well show them scars that they can actually see than the ones they can't. And that kind of made me think. And it was like, he's doing this because he feels bad, but he's mainly doing it because it's the only way to show that he feels bad and he's depressed without telling them. Which was smart, in my opinion, a little bit, but my opinion, still don't do it. Still don't cut or anything. And... I also found a quote and it said, mental illness, like mental disease people should also be treated just like people who have scars. Which makes sense because, again, it's harder to see. Like, you can't look at the mind and be like, oh, this guy's going through a lot, y'all. No, no, you can't do that. But if someone takes their shirt off and you see a gash on them, you can be like, you're okay, man? What 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 happened to your, your stomach there? Why is there a big cut like That's the sad part because we can't see it, we don't think it's there. And that doesn't need to happen. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the problem. Because we don't see it. We don't see that it's there. And I want you to go to your school or go home or wherever you are today and I want you to actually, you know what? Just look up and I want you to think, is the person right beside me feeling bad? More than they probably should be? Are they crying a lot more or on the verge of tears than they should be? Maybe they have depression. Maybe. Talk to them. Get to know them. Anyone you think who might have it. And you can deal with them or tolerate them. Talk to them. Because that saves at least one more life, right? We don't need one more person added add to those 11 minutes. Always will be. But maybe it won't, don't, won't have to be that person. And... You don't have to be this great counselor person. Just being there and listening to them will help. Personal experience, someone just being there and listening to me rant about whatever pissed me off that day or whatever made me mad or sad that day helps because that's the best way to help someone in some circumstances. Some others might ask for your feedback And if you don't really have good feedback, just tell them what you think. If it's related to a breakup, there's more efficiency. That's all I got to say. Maybe they weren't the right one. They didn't love you for you. If someone can't deal with your light side and your dark side, then they're not the one. In my opinion, at least. Um... Depression... I'm more of a harsh type of person when it comes to stuff like this, because so I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to be life is all rainbows and butterflies and happy and smiley faces. It's dark and it's going to hitch it's going to knock you down and keep you there if you let it. But you got to get up. Get up off the cold freezing floor of the prison of your mind. Get up and fight back. It's going to be tough. It always will be tough. You're always going to have depression, especially especially if you have it mentally. As a medical disease, you're always going to have it. And that's something you're going to have to move through and cope with without the bottle, without the pills, without the knife, or whatever you use to cut. Or, here's one more, without the burns because some people use that. We don't need more scars on one human body by themselves than we get from a soldier who's been shot in war. They chose to go out there and fight for the country. You, on the other hand, didn't. You decided to stay home, and that's fine. You don't have to go in war to get scars. But you decided to give the scars to yourself because you felt pity for yourself and you couldn't deal with it. So, in my opinion, get up, get out of that mind of yours, and get out of that mindset and do what you need to to become a better person. Whether that's working out, that's putting down the bottle, or even using another coping mechanism. If you're an alcoholic, I want you to grab that bottle. I want you to grab a shot glass or a cup. And if it's a cup, fill it halfway. If it's a shot glass, fill it full. I want you to walk over to the sink and pour it out slowly and watch it go away. Just like your addiction could. So anytime you feel sorry, you feel like you need to use it, pour it in that shot glass or that cup and pour it down the fucking drain. Cause again, you don't need to be in that state. You can get up and you can make your life better, but it's not going to be the best path to walk down. It's not going to be It's not gonna be all lollipops and rainbow path. It's gonna be Crime Alley. And you're gonna have to fight like Batman to get yourself through. I want you all to know that you have someone out there who's going to take care of you. And here, if you even need to talk to me, I'm here for y'all too. So, that's basically it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Motive High, where today we talked about why people don't talk about the hard stuff. And I want you all to remember, you can talk about it. Now, thank you for listening. I hope you all have a good whatever day it is. And remember, the past is the past. The future is the future. What happened then is not guaranteed to happen once more.